thank you both for joining me for this very special, uh, maybe a Bella Lugosi edition since it, Billy and I were figuring out. birthday today, we're the day we're recording. So pretty cool. 141 years young. Yeah. We calculated. Yeah. So thank you to Kelly Jones and Matt Wagner for being here. Kelly, go ahead. Thank you. No, I, I, I'm a pleasure to be here. Glad to uh, talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you both. And I, I was trying to think, how do I compliment these two creators? And I was thinking, if I were teaching a course in modern comics, um, both of you would be on the syllabus. Totally yeah, indispensable. Well, that's good. I, I'm glad to hear that. Absolutely. On how to or how not to. How to, how to, the positives. I, I tend okay. to focus on the positives. Okay, on the positive. Uh, I'll take absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. So appreciating the the nook that you're in. We were talking about that, Kelly, right before I hit record. Um, I'm just in a digital nook, so this is... Yes, know, I remember the digital nook. Yeah. Yes, yes. Kelly, you're even costumed. You even have a, a Dracula t-shirt on. <laughs> yes, I do. Ready to go. That is branding right there. It is yeah. it's marketing efficiency. I feel um, like I'm ill-equipped. <laughs> I, got, I got Bella right here. Got my shirt. Yes. That's it. That's it. So so the project that the two of you have collaborated on, um, sort of the the Captain Planet now of gothic visual literature is the way I'm thinking about it. Your powers combined is Dracula Book One, The Impeller, um, which I imagine a lot of folks out there have seen since New York Comic Con. Um, and I imagine you've had a busy week since that happened. Not as busy as the one to come, but yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah, uh, and I should point out that uh, uh, it is book one out of a. Uh, we'll be doing four of these, um, uh, a series that. of four graphic novels, and I uh, absolutely want to stress this is not an adaptation of the original novel into yet another adaptation of comic book form. Uh, there's many, many of those already. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What we're doing is. Uh, telling the story uh, behind the story, the stories that are kind of lurking around the shadows of the original novel, because, you know, the original novel creates what you could argue is the most famous character in all of literature, Dracula. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's such a magnetic and indelible presence. And yet for a huge portion of the, uh, of the novel, he's off stage. He, yeah. He's more threatening, mysterious uh, force. The, uh, the heroes are forced to contend with and are, uh, that he's kind of a haunting presence, you know, but there's a lot of uh, uh, evocative hints uh, of his uh, his history and his life and his actions. Uh, so we're telling the stories that are in and around the original novel. So we will not be depicting anything that's in the novel. Um, uh, and, and this first volume is basically Dracula's origin story, how uh, Vlad the Third, the uh, uh, voivode, the warlord of ancient uh, Wallachia, 15th century Wallachia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, becomes a vampire. And it's it's yeah, a fascinating. I, I think I think what what was amazing to me is I've read a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, read Dracula several times, know all the films, know all the stuff. And um when Matt first told me about this, uh, like he was just saying, well, they've done this a million times. I know Matt, though. So I'm thinking, all right, what is it? And I said it. I've, I've said it. It was like he says, do you have time to hear this? Because it wasn't just like some 20 second pitch he was going to do. He says, do you have time? So I knew, OK, he thought about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it was like a uh, guy telling you a ghost story because it just got more involved and more involved. And it was so interesting, him just telling it to me. And it took a while for him to do it, but I was mesmerized. I was like going, I kept mentally going, I have not thought of that before. That's a great angle. I, it was brand new territory. So when he was done, he says, well, what do you think? Do you want to do this? I said, absolutely. Because in my head, I was going, if I, who am into this, have not, this is like totally captivating me. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to do, I could do something with this. I, it would bring something out of me. It's brand new. And I knew even more so as a reader, this is, this is going to be like, uh, something really special it, it, it because it's the same thing after matt had spoke for just a few moments i went where's this going you know mm-hmm. what is this and then he would tell more and then he would see more and uh when the script came uh m- a couple months later the script comes and i read it like a book i mean it was like that Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking me. I wasn't thinking, wow, what do I have to do? What are the difficulties? What am I going to have to research? And it, no, nothing like that. I I just sat down and read it and was like going, ooh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like that. And I'm going, that's exactly what you want someone who's going to pick it up mm-hmm. to do it. Especially, uh, okay, if you love Dracula or you love all things vampires, I know he and I are doing Okay. But if you're looking, I I like it because people are going to go, okay, let's see what they're going to do that's so different. And I'm like, you're going to see something that is so different. (laughs) I like the fact that we're, uh, you know, we're we're staying true to the novel. And of course, so many film versions have said that, made that claim. Right, right. None of them are. Of course, the most recent one would be uh, Coppola's version from back in 90, whatever that was. And of course, it's drastically different than the novel. This huge romance, you know, between him and Mina is just that's not part of the novel at all. Yeah. Not even. Um, So we're trying to stick close to the novel. But again, only aspects of the novel, not the story itself. We're we're sticking close to the the uh, the facts that are laid down. And as I said, hinted at. um, Well, Matt nailed Matt nailed the character. So the character is the character. He is in total Vlad the Impaler mode and at that point you're you're seeing something authentic and sincere sincere no, no matter what we're doing he's the guy that's that's who it is so when you get to know this character um his his whole path becomes fascinating mm-hmm. and beyond just what you're there for it's fascinating to see how this guy operates, what he's thinking, what his motivations are, um, and what he does with what he has to work with. Um, his decisions shock me. And that's before we even get to what everyone's waiting for. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's good stuff. Uh, you know, in keeping with the uh, me pointing out that the 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 romance between uh, Dracula and Mina is not in the novel, um, our version uh, isn't romanticized. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But much like uh, you know, even even I mean, obviously, I have experience in portraying an unrepentant villain over a long epic saga. So yes, absolutely, <laughs> well broad uh, territory for me in a certain sense, but. Um, similar to uh like Hannibal Lecter you know Hannibal's a monster 
and yet you're charmed by him all the time and, and there's a magnetism there and you, and you can see the you can see the human heart and the human brain that turned into a literal monster mm-hmm. and uh and that's that's the approach we're taking so well it, it makes it, him more monstrous to me it makes him far more monstrous because he is human it mm-hmm. isn't eh, it's this man is making calculated decisions you can see why he's making decisions. You can understand the situation he's in. And how, how how casually he just embraces the cruelty of the decision. If, 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 if there's like, cruelty involved, in fact, he probably wouldn't even see it as cruelty, but that's what makes him so cruel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yet you like him. And as you mentioned with the Hannibal Lecter connection, you're drawn to the monster. Yeah. Uh, until he does things. And then it reminds you, you would stay away from this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to ask about sort of the enduring legacy of the character. And it sounds like uh, you put a lot of thought and time into telling the story in a new way, taking up a new vision of the story and really using the book, which my impression of the book in my mind is sort of like reading a letter. That's what I recall is it's epistolary. It's what's known as an apostolary style, which means it's all in the, (laughs) letters, journals, uh, newspaper articles and such. Uh, We take the same approach here, but in the novel, there's all these different voices. There's, of course, Jonathan Harker's uh, journals. There is Mina Murray, later Harker's journal. There is Dr. Seward's journal. Uh, The one big voice missing is Dracula. Uh uh Ours is narrated by him. It's his personal journal. It's his version of his story. And it's very unflinching. He doesn't try and paint a better picture of himself. He uh, He's very self-aggrandizing, of course, because that sort of character would be. But uh, he gives it to you just straightforward, you know. Mm-hmm. What was the the creative spark like for this, both, both in terms of the collaboration, as far as the two of you finding one another and connecting, but did a bat fly in the window? Was there a moment where you had a vision of the book in a new way? I always thought I would. I always thought I would do Batman with Matt. I had always thought it would be something at DC. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be Batman, and that was from about when we first met in '92. Uh, well, we hit, it, we hit know, it off right at that moment. Kelly and I have been friends, and all that time, we you know we really wanted to do something significant together someday. Mm-hmm. We kept mm-hmm. that line back and forth to each other. We got to mm-hmm. do someday. Yeah. <laughs> Day on Facebook, he was commenting on something I had posted, and he said, "We really got to do something." Something. <laughs> I talked to him. And I said, "Okay, this time I got an idea. Are you serious? You really, mm-hmm. really looking for something this big? Because this is what I have in mind is going to take us several years to yeah. uh, fully cut, bring to fruition." Mm-hmm. And as he said, he uh, he expected to probably be Batman, you know. And I said, "Well, not quite." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh... Just like, are you kidding? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something where um in lesser hands you'd roll your eyes oh Dracula. When Matt said it, I went, okay, what's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. And that was that's what I wanted was what's he gonna do? It so far went beyond what I was expecting. And Matt kept saying, Well, you know, this is gonna kind of get bigger in the telling, mm-hmm. right? This is gonna be a real commitment once we start. And that was music to my ears you know because i was like thinking well that's what i want 
something you can get that involved with. It would be no different than if we were doing, Matt says, hey, you know, let's do a two-year run on Batman. It's the same thing. It's like, well, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, fine. This, though, is better because we're free. Well, we're free, and also it just it appeals to the both of us so much. Right, it does. And Matt and Matt can go... This, this digs down to our dirty little dark hearts. Yeah, so Matt <laughs> can go into those places that he would normally say, well, maybe I shouldn't. And he just says, yeah, I'm going to do it. With me, I always am in that place where I'm like, oh, well, I always, I always, and I'm I'm free at this point. I always think I'll just do it. And if they tell me to take it away, okay. But if I don't do it, I'll always wonder. And I've been lucky that most of the times they just let it go. Here, I don't have to worry about that. I just, I just go, I'm going to treat this um, probably the way Hammer Films did because they had to be in the shadow of the Universal Classic. So they went color, they did blood, and they made a completely ferocious character in in Lee's performance. So I went to it. I said, okay, I'm going to do that, though, but for comics. That's this is what I'm going to that's how I'm going to approach it. Yeah. And Jason, you're asking about the collaboration there the entire time I'm writing the script. And and it's true what Kelly said about it gets larger in the telling, because when we, we first started out, I sat down and I wrote out um, just an overview uh, like a, a brief paragraph about all four books. Like here's what happened here. And then of course, once I actually start writing it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger in that first volume, you know? Um, but the entire time I'm working on this script that Kelly's talking about, you know, I'm constantly writing to what I think is like, this is a Kelly moment. This is going to be great. Kelly's going to draw this great. And then his art would come back and it was so much better than I was hoping it could be. You know, it was, it was like, holy shit. Yay. Just, just uh, fantastic uh, collaboration. But you get a lot of energy from that. And I remember just in him telling me this, and I normally, I never do this, never, never do this. I got off the phone with him when he told me, I went just on the phone, here's my idea. Put a, I hung up the phone and I ran and told my wife, who's a total civilian about this thing. Yeah, she's just total civilian. I said, you have to listen to this. And so I start telling her, you know, what Matt just told me. And and she's like, listen, she goes, because uh, she knows Drax. She's read that. You know, she's a literature major, so she knows it. And she's mm -hmm. going, that's really good. Oh, I never thought. And she was doing the same thing I was doing. She's going, <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that. That's a good angle. Yeah, how did, what, when he went to go, how, and all those same questions. And I said, yeah, but I get to draw it. It's <laughs> like, that's the part. <laughs> I also love how delighted you are by each other in the process, because Kelly, you were saying that you got the script pages and read them like a novel. And mm -hmm. then Matt, you're saying when you get the pages back, drawn out and explored. Well, no, just thank God, because we're friends. What if it sucked? You know, <laughs> oh, my God, you know, but it hasn't but, even get to that. And the other cool thing is I, I keep telling the people, even though Kelly and I have known each other for years and we kept threatening to team up someday, mm -hmm. when it finally happened, it felt like it had happened decades ago. Absolutely. Now, there's just a fluidity there that's just like the the communication's just fabulous and we're well i hear his voice i hear his voice when i'm reading it i don't hear mine i don't hear the characters i hear matt saying this is what i want this is this is the angle and that's infectious to me that's that's really exciting um and it is it's one of those things that i questioned nothing doing it uh, i kept thinking man this is like great jazz or or whatever uh someone the other day asked me and i'm going to say this in all the million interviews because because yeah it's Fantastic. it just came out of my mouth and so this is the first time i'm saying it this way it was in a written one but i'll say it 
uh, someone says, well, what is your, what is it like working with him? You know, mm -hmm. uh, what is that like? And I said, kind of what Matt said, I said, it feels very comfortable, whatever. I said, but imagine like Roger Waters and David Gilmour getting along, not, <laughs> not but really getting along, like going, yeah, that's great, Dave. Hey, Roger, way to go. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's how it is because there's this great edge to everything Matt does. It's 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 and he has you worried. What is he going to do now? Every page I was doing that going, Jesus Christ, what's he going to do? You know, it's, it's just how can and, and this thing of how can Matt sustain this? Because he adds a layer to a layer to a layer. And then it comes to the satisfying conclusion, which leaves you for more. But it's, it's self-contained. All the tricks of good writing are done here. So. At that point, I'm going, all I have to do is what's in my head come down. Just let it go. There's no worry that some editor is going, you cannot draw this. You cannot say this. There was none of that. Um, yeah, that's always good. I, I didn't even worry about fans. I didn't even worry about readers. You know, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to, this, this is a story that grabs you by your collar and says, you're going to sit down and watch it. You're going to witness this. You're going to see this. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to bear witness to what he's, someone's got to bear witness. You're the person. That's how intimate it is. And Cal, following up on something you said earlier there. I mean, that's always been my approach is that it is to thrill me first, you know, and if it's thrill me, it's not going to thrill my readers, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I, I'm never really, I'm never really concerned with my readers. I'm, I'm just trying to like thrill myself, excite myself. I'm, I'm writing the sort of stuff I would want to read. You know? But that's what makes you and I independent, Matt, because I do the same thing. I don't care how the character's been already established. I draw them the way I want. Yep. And you're doing that. And so that's why this works, is that you're doing it. I'm doing it. And we're both like got our swords out back to back, fighting off the mainstream sensibility. Right. And saying not putting it down, but saying you deserve more. You deserve something more. And we're not against something, we're pushing something forward. I'm not saying that as a as a uh, aggrandizement. I'm saying that as a reality, and that's based on our careers. And that's why this is just flowing. Because right now, uh, when you find a fellow traveler, mm -hmm. it's like you've known him your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I have known Matt virtually most of my, uh, my professional life. Mm -hmm. I remember when we first met, it was the same thing. I first met, I looked at him, I said, that's the dude who's doing all these books I'm loving. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember there's other people there, other peers, and I was just waiting for him to shut up. And then I could go over and say, <laughs> well, he was sizing me up too, because he was going, who the hell is, that's the guy, we were doing the same thing. Well, I remember we right away, immediately. we had such a common interest in, in horror fiction, uh, and we had similar senses of humor. I mean, it all just clicked. Perfectly, you know. Well, Matt, Matt, we I've, I've described him as literary pulp. Yeah, it's that, very highbrow, and it's Roger Corman at the same time. It's like I'll every take, you'll I'll see take. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I dig. I remember uh, telling him once there was a couple of scenes that he had done in Grendel that were so upsetting to me, and I was jealous that I didn't get to draw it. I remember telling him. Um, these scenes and i just said man that's exactly what comics should do mm -hmm. and that's why 
that's why I was kicking myself. And when he said, do you mean it? Do you really want to? Because we've been talking about it. I was like, absolutely. Um, there was nothing homogenized. There was nothing that I knew. The He took tropes and said new things with these tropes. Mm-hmm. I want tropes, but I want new things with my tropes. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and. Uh, yeah, you and, want ice, but you want new flavors. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you want. To, I never felt, this is rare. I never felt tired doing this. That could be all day at it. And I'm like going, but I got to see this done. I got to see this finished. And then, you know, I always do a thing where just where the sun's going down, because I work in natural light, you get magic hour. And that's mm. when I put a page on the on the table and I get natural light in the room. And it all kind of, it it evens out. Everything blends. So you don't see the the bizarreness of a page you just see it finished almost mm-hmm. and every day i would come in and i'd tell like i said my poor civilian wife and go today was another day and she would start saying to me this is the happiest i've seen you i was gonna say cal you told me that lynn said uh well you must be working on dracula today why yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she always can tell because because i'll come down and i'll just be in a great mood i won't be <sighs> you know it's like the frustration i know this is going to be a problem it's all yeah i'm just in a good mood and she goes you know uh what she loves matt matt's a great ma- marriage counselor because she goes you should just work for matt with matt because <laughs> you're making my life so much easier it's making him so much easier now on my end my wife was just getting tired of all the dracula shit i i <laughs> these amazon things with the man she's like don't tell me it's another dracula book i was like yes it is <laughs> <laughs> well you never know Right. You mm-hmm. never know. I, uh, I had to adopt a funny, uh, a funny way of saying it where I go, it's Dracula. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That that makes the, the house life so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it sounds like you, you both found a supportive collaboration flow, which uh, I imagine there was a lot of blood flow as well on the pages and in the research. That was a, a corny joke. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so curious about the collaboration with Rob Lee and Jose. I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, but I'll do my best. Uh, Villa Rubia. Villa Rubia. Yep. yep. Villa Rubia. Uh, Jose. Uh, Jose really. Uh, I'll talk about Jose and uh, uh, Kelly can talk about Rob because Kelly kind of brought Rob onto the project, and I kind of brought Jose on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've for years had this. Uh, kind of disgruntled attitude about the way people color Kelly's art mm-hmm. because he has such a, a lovely atmosphere and such a dark moodiness to his, uh, his artwork and colorists look at that and go, Ooh, he's all dark and moody. I'm going to color it dark and moody. And it's like, no, he's already done that part of the, equation. <laughs> you don't, you don't need dark shades on his stuff. He's already drawn in all the shadows, all the atmosphere, mm-hmm. all that beautiful, beautiful line line work and texturing. His work demands something vibrant to make all those shadows kind of pulsate with menace, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Jose came on, you know, I gave him that kind of art direction and I specifically pointed him to some of the Italian uh, giallo films, you know, the, the horror movement mm-hmm. of Italian. Specifically, uh, Dario Argento's uh, Suspiria, and uh, most particularly, uh, Kelly and I were both real hot on uh, Mario Bava's uh, Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. 
Um, both of which are incredibly uh, scary, horrifying films and have a, a just almost neon vibrancy to the color schemes. And uh, uh, Jose really brought that. And he did. He also brought a couple of his own tricks to really give it a flavor as if, you know, we even though we're trying to do something new, we also are embracing the era of comics that Kelly and I grew up reading and loving. And so we wanted a, a certain old school sort of approach as well. And Jose was able to give us that also. And it just, it's just the perfect, uh, it's just the perfect combination. Kelly says he thinks it's one of his favorite color jobs on his work ever. I, I think so. And I think, uh, I, you know, what, what he does, it, I would link it to film like Matt did. The old Technicolor had very black blacks and the colors were very bright. And I always really liked that period of film. Um, and uh, because when you'd see something uh, in, in those films in the late fifties, early sixties, uh, the, it just seemed brighter. It just seemed very colorful, even if the film had a lot of darks in it. And um, you see that, like uh, most notably in Bava and Argento, you see that. And for Jose to take that and run um, and really deliver a suggestion into a reality was, I remember seeing him. The the thing you want when you look at your stuff coming back colored isn't what somebody missed, but like, oh, I've never, I, this is, I. it's like you have not seen it before. Mm -hmm. It just bang, it comes to life. Probably like a soundtrack to a filmmaker when a good soundtrack is laid down. All of a sudden, the emotions are all there, and that's what happened. It put all the emotion uh, into into it. I I I thought that when Jose was doing this, that he had a line on it, but I just feel he was very intuitive and nailed it. I didn't have to give too many notes, other than maybe a color change because of a character thing, not because of uh, the something wrong with with the. His choices, they were just spectacular. I love that film that compares. Oh, Rob. To... oh sorry. Yeah, I'll talk about Rob. Great. great. Oh, um, I had now Rob. I had worked with several times, and I tend to fill up panels too much. But that's just the enthusiasm of drawing, mm -hmm. and I know the writers will go, "I love it," but where do I put the the balloons? And I've I've run into that a lot, and um. But every time Rob would have something come back, he would do wonderful balloon placements and he knew not to cover. And if he did cover something, it was something extraneous. It was not the composition within the panel. Mm -hmm. And I always apologize to Rob, but I can't help it. If I see an empty area on a page, I've got to fill it. Um, <laughs> and that's my, that's, I shouldn't, it's not necessary, but I do it. It's um, your greater DNA, buddy. <laughs> it is, I can't help it. Um, and the fact that he was a very gifted artist in the art of lettering, not just in the placement, uh, his choices are very good. And when you ask him for something different, he gives it to you and you go, yeah, that works. Um, that's that's a kind of a lost art in lettering. Mm -hmm. um, maybe because Rob was a hand letterer now in, in the beginning, he physically did it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, One of the things I love about rob brought to the project is uh again you know this is dracula's private journal so uh <clears throat> the lettering feels very much like a journal and it feels like dracula's voice like he yep. he gave the the caption boxes dracula's personality 
Yeah, um, and he's also uh, a good proofreader. You know, a, a lot of letters aren't. They'll just what, any of they, those believing. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they'll just whatever it is they put down. Uh, Rob is a very good proofreader, or he'll say something like, "I read this." Is, could it be more clear or is this what you mean or whatever and you go that's a good catch mm -hmm. and so it's one more he, he's got a lot of quivers in in the arsenal you know a lot of arrows in the in the quiver i should say so so i i i began to trust him quite a bit on other gigs mm -hmm. um i had a really bizarre one uh bizarre story in a batman story uh where he's drugged by the scarecrow and it had a lot of this weird stuff in there and rob kept it all straight was able to put it on and that was at that moment i said this is the guy i'm always working with mm -hmm. uh, he was catching stuff and bringing a, a different point of view to it and, and that's letters uh are generally unnoticed mm -hmm. but when they're bad you really notice it and this right. is a guy that i i just said i want him to get the positive notice so, so i remember hearing an old adage uh that uh comic book lettering should be the opposite of children it should be <laughs> and not seen yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Love that. laughs> right and Rob yeah. that off very very well yeah mm -hmm. but you know it's it's neat to to have kelly bring in somebody like that you know it's very akin to uh uh very individualist individualistic auteur directors who tend to have their their same cast of actors that they like to work with wes anderson of course you know has a a group like that, David Lynch. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mike Flanagan and this uh, this new uh, uh, take on the Fall of the House of Usher that's same. on right. Like it's like there's his same cast. He's using them all, and they're all in completely different roles than the last time you saw them. Yeah. But as a creator, you get used to who you can rely on, and you really want to hold them close to your chest. And so it was really really great that uh, Cal was able to bring Rob along like that. Yeah, and it it made a team. It's like like Matt and I got along like we'd always have been these guys too it was like we've been Robert really played it like he loves the book like he loves the story <laughs> yeah. so that's always a big plus too oh yeah. you dig it great <laughs> yeah. curious about anything else in the process that you would want to mention uh, you mentioned earlier that you were expecting at some point to be working on batman or something like that but this is a sort of a freeing process from what you were saying yeah, and yeah. like we mentioned earlier, uh, this will end up being four graphic novels. So this is going to okay. take us, you know, four to five years probably. Yeah. We picked doing one per year. Um, yeah. uh, so it's it's a commitment of time for both of us, which is why at the very beginning I said to Kelly, you sure? You serious? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, once Matt, go down this Matt, hole, then... And Matt has told me, he says, you know, they're going to be a varying so uh, length, each depending on how the story goes for him, mm -hmm. which is fine. I think mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, you know? uh, the first one is uh, 94 pages of uh, art and story. Wow. Uh, I'm currently writing the second one. Uh, I'm about halfway through scripting it. Kelly's about a third of the way, th uh, third. Third of the way through drawing it, something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's looking to be more in the 120-page range. Yeah. So it, it'll vary. It'll be, you know, it'll circle around that 100-page orbit, but some will be longer, some will be... No, most will probably be longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delighted to hear that it's book one of more to come mm -hmm. and delighted to hear that it's uh, it seems to be a brotherhood kind of collaboration. Um, I'm I'm imagining many more Dracula books on the way. Yeah, you know, I mean, part of that is our, uh, you know, when I approached Kelly, I was just 
I was just like, this is just natural. This is like, this is the project yeah. that's meant to be for us, you know, or this yeah. is, this is the stuff we live and breathe, you know? Yeah, and, it is. And uh, we just love this shit. And so I just knew it was going to work out and it, it, it's just worked out even better than I could have hoped, but I knew it was going to be awesome. And it's, yeah, awesome. I, I had thought it would be good. I didn't know. I mean, it, I knew I would enjoy this. I didn't know it would, it just would explode like this. I mean, I, I would look at it and I go, you know, the difficult thing is you can't tell anybody. So right. you begin to think, well, maybe I'm and sometimes you're looking at something too much. And sometimes uh, you, 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 don't have the the correct perspective this is one having done enough i knew this is something you know occasionally matt would say well i showed a page here or two to someone and i would do the same thing just you know another another peer or something and they would they would go bonkers mm -hmm. and i went okay that's a um uh that's a good sign that's a good sign you know um or also and, uh, on my end i it, like it'd be you know it'd been I hadn't really, uh, I don't want to say I hadn't looked at it because I had, but, but, you know, after several weeks would go by or a month or whatever, and I would, I would just sit down and reread it and I'd contact Kelly and go, oh man, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I we went really hit it uh, after, uh, it was all lettered and colored. I didn't look at it for some time. Uh, you go into other things, you life and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I did, I sat down uh to get started to do the second one i said well i'll sit down and read it and it was like when he first told me about it and it was like what but the difference is here it physically is now it isn't this in the ether and it has it hasn't been born yet it's, it's really real. there it's, it's yeah. alive it is <laughs> it is and i thought okay this this i can be pretty proud of this this i'm pretty proud of um uh, some jobs you just say you did other jobs you say hey look at what i just did and it's one of those and i'm an old guy so i'm thinking i'm it, to get me to say look at what i did um i feel like it you know like when you first have that first really good success um this is on the other side of it it's like you want people to say hey you got better hmm. you know you didn't you didn't just go out and that that's when you are working with great people and you have a great story and all the things fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a vital aspect of this project. I think is that, uh, you know, between the two of us, Kelly and I have, uh, uh, just a little over 80 years of experience in this wow. business. And we're at the stage where most people are, are slowing down and retiring even. Mm -hmm. And to, to find this level of mutually rewarding energy at this stage in our careers you know, it just feels, as he said, fresh and almost starting all over again. It does. You know? uh, rising from the grave, as it were. It is. <laughs> but I, but I, I read things with emotion. I watch things with emotion. So I do things with emotion. Um, so I don't really have, I don't, uh, <clears throat> and I purposely in my life, or at least professional life, avoid any kind of trying to know the rules because I don't want to know what they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I let the emotion do the trick. And if there's something that I don't know how to do, I'll fake it. You know, I've done it long enough to, to know how to fake it. You That's, don't, you don't look, your stuff doesn't look like you're faking it, pal. Well, I just mean <laughs> something technical, you know, if, there, no, if there's uh, a technical aspect to drawing, if Matt says, you know, something with uh, uh, 18 point perspective, I'll fake it. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, but I'll, I can figure here. It's just the emotion of it. So I can um, I can play. And Matt tells stories to me very emotionally anyway. So they work as as I do it. I think of it cinematically far more than I do other things. Very cinematically. And um, as if I were watching a film and that adds a certain kinetic energy to this uh that when i go back and look even when i'm my eyes are tight and everything i go it still has that thing and that's only comes from the fact that you're working in that kind of emotion um, and that's uh, i mean that's always been my thing as a writer uh when i'm writing for myself or when i'm writing for other artists like kel um <clears throat> Because I'm constantly searching for that human reality, you know. I mean, all the all the fun shit, all the, you know, all the in superhero terms, all the explosions and the big slam bang mm -hmm. fights, all that stuff's important, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have the human connection there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the the human reality is that, uh, uh, you know, it's it's there's a potential in each of us to be this kind of monster. You know, each of us could get wrapped up in our own uh uh in our own self-aggrandizing bullshit and you know when you're working with a villain like that that's that's the key to be able to 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 have the reader or the viewer maybe not even consciously but in the back of their mind going oh i there's a part of that i recognize mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. and well and, and he didn't and matt didn't write him as a villain but he's doing villainous things. He thinks he's completely justified. Yeah. There's yep. never a moment of regret with him. And when he does regret things, they're not things that there are things you go, dude, that of all that you regret this. Little <laughs> here? I mean, that's what's great about him. Um, he doesn't do snidely whiplash. No, and, no, when... and I, you know, I to give credit where it's due, I, uh, I constantly talk about uh, the effect that Michael Moorcock's work had on me when I was young, and specifically Elric. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, it had a, had a big, a big, big factor in the creation of Grendel, um, because you know when you're reading the Elric stories, he's uh, there again. He's magnetic. You, you're on his side the entire time. And he does a whole lot of horrible shit. <laughs> you know, he ends up killing everybody that's ever dear to him, and. Mm -hmm. Yet somehow you're still willing to kind of forgive him at the end, you know. Right, right. Um, and that's uh, that's the approach I took here with Dracula as well. You know, yeah. it's, it's never. Uh, I'm never. I'm never forgiving him, but you want to forgive him. You know, <laughs> so. Tony Soprano the Vampire. Yes. Tony Soprano the Absolutely. Vampire. Amen, <laughs> brother. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, well, the way that you've described this book and just knowing your work uh, from both of you, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the pages of one and then more to come. Yeah. Thank you. We yeah. can't wait for you to see it. Yeah. <laughs> like like Kelly said, we've been sitting on a powder keg for a long yeah. time. Here. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah we want people to see it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's that that project on the board that it's like, oh, I wish I could tell them about this. So yeah. glad yeah. to hear about it. Now, um, any... And uh, in keeping with that, I would say uh, for anybody that's interested, if you go to Kickstarter and you search for Dracula, book one, The Impaler, you can sign up and follow the campaign. Uh, the campaign is going to launch very soon. But if you sign up to follow it, you'll automatically get a notice when the uh, launch goes live. 
Matt just anticipated my transition. I love oh, there it. we go. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. It's anything else about the project? That's right. That's right. Uh, anything else about the project that you want to mention? Um, I believe you were going to mention Orlock Press as well. Oh yeah, Orlock Press is the uh, the entity we came up with to handle the business side of this. Uh, and it's funny because uh, when we first started talking about this and getting through the creative uh, uh, gestational stage it became evident we were going to have to come up with a business entity like that. And very early on, I said, and we should call it something like Orlock Press. And Kelly went, that's it. That's what we're calling. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't need anything. You know, I was thinking we, we either do something like what he came up with or something that's totally opposite, like, you know, uh, Honey and Flowers Press or something nice, you know, uh, <laughs> uh summer breeze press something nice. Butterf butterfly books yeah <laughs> something right. something something gentle and not you know i was thinking love being being sarcastic but when matt said that it was perfect and then matt came up with a great logo and it was like and a logo is one that you want to wear right mm -hmm. it's got to be one of those that not just a logo to fill the but when you go that's cool. I mean, that it's just cool onto it. Even if you didn't care about whatever it is, you go, that's a good logo. Um, I suck at that kind of design work. And that's one thing Matt excels at is doing those kind of things. We uh, also uh, we also just today unveiled, uh, I did a variant cover. So Kelly's is the main cover. Uh -huh. uh, but I did a variant cover. So uh, buyers will have a choice. And yeah. uh, and you could, you could even buy both. I would buy both. <laughs> yes. But I'm a shill. <laughs> Yes, I saw that cover. It looks great. It does. Um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Butterfly books, you know, for kids. <laughs> for... <laughs> and and here I have a funny story about the cover too. Uh, we but we both knew we were going to do covers. We both set out to do covers, and we started to do covers. <clears throat> and we were showing each other them as we went along. And suddenly, I hit a point where I was like, "Dude, we got to stop. We got to go in a totally different direction. These are just these are just too ordinary. They're not." They're yeah. just kind of a character shot, whereas we need something enormous here. We need we need something big and chunky. And, you know, this character is so familiar. We don't just want to see him. You know, it's got to be right up in your face, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we both went back to the drawing board and came up with something. Yeah, I think, I think much I think better than the first efforts, you know, uh, everything we were doing would work great as a pinup or a first page. Yeah, yeah, that that it would work. And I'd look at it. And that's what the that's where where it's discombobulating is because you look at it and you finish that day and go that looks really good and then you go back the next day and go it's not in your face enough um, it's not loud enough and uh, I'm always my thing is like is this going to jump off the shelves at me yeah you know is, is this going to when attention? you're across the when you're across the, the yes. and you see and you're looking at just these uh, does it stick out in a sea of colors and odd things and it did. But that's you know that that's that's the process and the level of communication we have where I could go where I could say, dude, stop, we're we're fucking this up. We got to yeah. start over. Well, what happens <laughs> is you do over... like, yeah, you're right. You, know? <laughs> you, you, you we were just like he said, overthinking it, and that yeah. was one of the things. When you've done this this long and you're with people you trust, it doesn't bother you to have to do it again. Because you you're both on you both know your gut is telling you, if it tells we, you it's right, you trust it. If you we, if it tells you it's wrong, you trust it. We were overthinking it, as you said, but we were also facing up against the enormous amount 
of Dracula imagery that already exists. You know? So so we were trying to come up with a single image that would speak as uh, as boldly as the uh, the uh, we feel the story itself did, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am 11 out of 10 excited to see it. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Yeah, yeah. And thank you both. I know that we're coming up uh, on an hour. Thank you both for spending some time with me. You betcha. And, yeah, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We love talking about this book. So Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and thank you for talking with me about it. Anything that we've missed that you want to make sure to tag in at the end? I think we I think we covered all the bases. Pretty all good. Right. Right. It's it's a nice, big, going to be a nice, great, big, hefty hardcover. That's what we wanted, and that's what we're going to oh uh it's also a uh, european album format it's eight and a half by 11 not uh yeah. not american comic book size nice nice an epic volume an mm-hmm. epic volume well thanks again to you both thank you thanks jason, thanks, jason.